Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Dragging the Table. My name is DJ, and I am not your host, because this is not a show. What this is, though, is something where I guess I come and either complain, or I come to tell a story, or something, I guess, is what it is at the moment. Eventually, there will be some kind of video component. I did a little test run the other day, and uh, it seemed... I didn't stream anything, but I did uh, just kind of see how I would maybe set it up when I did start streaming. That's right. I'm just... uh, What's the word? Procrastinating. But that's okay. You know why? Because there's no... I put no timetable on it this time. So, I don't know. It's funny because I have a story I'm going to tell, I guess. But I was... I don't know what it was. I don't know why. But on the way home today, I was like, eh, I want to listen to some, like, old... I don't know. Whatever. Like, I tried to find some old Black Eyed Peas. Which I remember the Black Eyed Peas being better back in the day. Like, I remember a, a distinct shift when Fergie showed up and being like, ugh. This is when they've decided to go commercial. Weak. I don't like it. And I was listening to some of their old stuff, and it's not great. Like, even the original version of this song, I think it's called Bridging the Gaps. Like, apparently I was listening to some kind of remix or something because the version that I heard of it today was so terrible. And I was like, ugh, I like this. Anyway... By the way, then I switched over to Bla- or, uh, to Tribe Called Quest. Still holds up. Still holds up. Black Eyed Peas, get out of here. And then I ended with listening to, or just looking up Juvenile, because I seem to recall like that he was coming back a little bit. And he did. There was a new song from him and Birdman that came out, like, or at least the video was released two weeks ago. And it wasn't terrible. I gotta say, I what was it, Birdman, and it was Juvenile Birdman and Lil Wayne, and I gotta tell you, if it had just been Juvenile, I probably would have liked that song a lot more. Did not need Birdman, did not need Juvenile, really, or did not need uh, Lil Wayne, that is. But it was good, but, I'll, but then that got me to listen to some older Juvenile, and then I was like, oh uh, yeah, I don't have any problems, why am I doing this? Like, you listen to old, I don't know, maybe it's the same now. Maybe I'm just, I've reached the age where hip-hop has surpassed my uh, ability to comprehend what the struggle is for the young people out there. Um, But, I don't know, man. Like, watching that video for Ha, and uh, just all all the old Cash Money videos or whatever... Like, you just look at old hip-hop or listen to old hip-hop, and you're like, oh, these are people that, like, had problems but talent. And they decided to put that talent to use. And then I was listening to that, ingesting all of that right before I did this. And I'm like, ugh, this is not, this is not the same. It's a, it is a shame that I also am allowed to call this art. And they also are like, we're all artists. You and I are like, they think of us even close. We could all be in the same room, even if it was a giant room. 
So my suggestion is, is do not listen to old music when you're about to do something that you think is creative, but may I don't know. Maybe you'll just feel exposed. Like maybe this was not as creative as you thought. Because that's what it felt like. I was just listening to all this music on the way home, even when I got home a little bit, and I was like, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing this. I should just be going to work. There's no talent involved in this at all. None. None. There's no skill. There's no anything. There's just, you know what it takes to do a podcast, really? Uh, What's the word? Perseverance. If you have even an inkling of perseverance, or more likely in my case, um, what's the word? Everyone knows me as this word. What is it? Stubbornness. If you're just very stubborn, you can podcast. Because if you are, all it takes is the idea that you might not be able to do it. And you're like, oh yeah, I'll do it anyway. Here it is. But I feel like other things like actually drawing something or writing a poem or writing a song or building a chair or building a house even or, I don't know, stringing a bunch of sentences together to make strangers laugh or cry, to be quite honest. Uh, Yeah, that takes some kind of skill. And I imagine the same amount of stubbornness, but the idea of like building your first chair and your last chair is the first one is going to suck, and the last one is going to be... I mean, it might not be amazing by chair standards, but by your own, the first one to the last one standards, probably going to be amazing and a world of difference from the first one. Whereas this, I mean, the best case scenario is what? I don't know. I don't know what... There is no... I don't know. I don't know what the end game is for talking. I guess maybe voiceover work that's paid or beginning paid to do this somehow. I don't know. People have gotten paid for weirder things. I don't see why I shouldn't get paid for also talking, but I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so that was a nice diversion into nothing. Uh, so I'll just tell this story. I guess. So when I was a kid, there was this big, like, I don't know, wooded area that was behind my neighborhood. And it was a huge piece of property. And, uh, you know, we used to go back behind me and like, there was like one other set of kids that I did not like hanging out with. Like, I think the oldest kid was like maybe as just like a little bit older than my younger brother. So still younger than me, so I just was not into it. So I would go back in the woods sometimes and just, I don't know, just walk around, look for stuff. By the way, P.S., for all of you people that have never heard of people finding porn in the woods, like like magazines, like Playboys or Hustlers or whatever, did you just not go in the woods? Or did we just have creeps everywhere because it's Florida? I don't know. I've heard people talk. I don't know. Anyway, the point is I did find dirty magazines in the woods before. But what I also found in the woods at some point, because they cleared all that land out to make a nursing home they ended up putting there, and then on the other side of it, they put like a driving range and a mini golf place. 
And, you know, while they had this stuff cleared out or while they're in the process of clearing it out, I was walking around back there as I was wont to do. And I found a uh, this little flopping around piece of bird. It was just a bird all flopping around. It was a baby bird. Well, it was a it was an adolescent. And uh, this bird had a broken wing, so it couldn't get away. And I was like, ah. And I want to say... I was like, I don't know, 10-ish around there. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I don't I don't really remember. Um, but I saw this bird, and I saw that it was in distress. And I've seen movies. I know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to catch it, and you're supposed to nurse it back to health. So I was like, that's what I'll do. But I also knew that birds, I'd seen by this point, the movie Birds, or The Birds, or whatever, the the Hitchcock movie. So I was like, birds also have the potential to kill you. So I was like, I shouldn't just pick it up with my hands. So I'll, I didn't have a hat or anything, so I just took off my shirt and wrapped it up in my shirt and took it home. And so I did. And I don't remember what the discussion of this bird was, because I was thinking about that a little bit, and I don't remember getting any pushback as far as being like, hey, I'm going to try and nurse this bird back to health. Uh, Which, you know, upon reflecting on that time, my parents had to have been stupid, right? Like, there is no chance that they saw this bird with its broken-ass wing and was like, yeah, I think think our young doctor, uh, our young aspiring doctor will be able to figure this out. But no, they let me... I mean, I had this thing in my bedroom in a box, and I was like, yep, I'm just going to make sure this thing gets, I don't know. I guess I thought the bones would just heal back together or something. That's why I like to think I was in the 10 age, 10-year-old range, because it just makes sense that I was still dumb enough to think that you didn't need a, didn't even enter my brain that you would need a cast or anything. I don't even know if they make bird casts. So I'm nursing this bird back to health as a kid does. You know, catching bugs outside, bringing the bugs inside, giving the bugs to the bird. You know, like a doctor would. Uh, Again, I had parents, and they should have stopped me from doing this. They should have just, I don't know, told me they were going to take it to the vet and go and kill it, or just take it to the vet and then let the vet kill it, something. Um, But instead, I had this bird. Now, cut to me being like five or six or seven, we had we got a dog, and it was a puppy. And this puppy, whenever we first got it, we kept it in a box because they didn't have like a crate uh, to put it in. But the, I remember my mom had this like egg timer, and she was like, we have to put this egg timer in with the dog so it'll sleep because it thinks that it's its mother's heartbeat. So... That is how I thought baby animals uh, were comforted. So I was like, yeah, heartbeats. But we didn't have an egg timer anymore. So one day, this was like a two or two days or so after I initially got the bird, I was like, this bird is probably homesick. Probably misses its mother. So I will let it go. To, I would Because I would let it walk around like on my bed and stuff and just like be a little bird. And it was like, hey, man, thanks. Thanks, my bone's healing just fine. No cast or anything. How'd you know? And so, one day or night, I was letting it walk around. 
and it like fell asleep near my chest and I was like, it's happening. It thinks I'm its mother. And then I fell asleep at some point and don't remember when. So cut to the next morning, I wake up and I'm like very uncomfortable. And I'm like, this is weird. Like what, why am I so uncomfortable? And I get up and I don't realize at first that the bird is definitely dead. But I'm like, oh no, somehow the bird got under me. And I'm like thinking that it's just super asleep. Like that's how much I couldn't accept for a moment that this bird had been suffocated to death by a boy. And that boy was me. But yeah, I killed this bird by smothering it to death with my own body. This poor lifeless bird uh, broke its arm, thought it was thought it was safe, heard a heartbeat, I imagine, and then just was like, uh, anytime now I'll be able to get oxygen again. Seriously, I'm sure my I'm sure the fire of my life will not be extinguished this soon. There's no chance that and died. And I did that, and I think about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> maybe more than I should, but yeah. So, and it's what's crazy is I've been racking my brain because I decided that I was going to tell the story a couple days ago, and I have been racking my brain. I don't remember what I did with it. Like, I don't remember if I even told anyone that it died or if I buried it or threw it away or what. But that bird had a horrible life and then it died by being suffocated to death by an alien, pretty much. It would be as if a giant alien found you, like, I don't know, a year after you were born. Just say you had been just chilling with your your parents for a year. And then suddenly, uh, I don't know, a giant that was, uh, what would the equivalent be? I don't know, like a freaking 20-story building like was like, hello, and just picked you up and was like, oh, it seems you've scraped your knee, but you couldn't understand it, and you didn't know what was going on. And then you're like, oh, this is actually not so bad. And then you're smothered to death. That's the end of the story. That's what happened. This bird got alien abducted and then murdered. So, bet you didn't think this story was going to end like that. Bet you thought that thing spread its wings and flew away and got eaten by an eagle or something. But nope. Didn't even have the chance. That's right. I thought there would be a funnier end to this story, but there's not. It's just terrible. It's just a bad thing that happened. That, man, that was very traumatic. I remember being very... uh, I remember not understanding, like I was, because I was. I remember trying to get the logistics of it in my head to make sense, because I was like, because my, in my, it, it didn't dawn on me until years later that I just basically was so heavy on this thing that it probably breathed out and couldn't breathe back in. But as a kid, I was like. Well, I mean, I go under the covers and I can still breathe. Like, why couldn't this thing get air? I don't understand. Like, it was just, it freaking haunted me forever. And by the way, didn't get better when I realized I really did just crush the life out of this thing. 
So if anyone ever wonders why I'm weird, uh, that's one of the many reasons why. It's because that's something that just knocks around in my brain probably, I would say, at least once a month. And, oh yeah, so here's the best part about that, is like I told a shortened, like not as uh, depressing, I don't know how you tell a less depressing version of that, but oh, our nephews, because I told it to our oldest nephew, that story, because he had had a... He had an issue where, or not an issue, he had a, something happened where an animal that he loved died, uh, and he was partly to blame for it. It was an accident, whatever. So, to make him feel better, I told him that story I just told you. And now, what's hilarious about this is that he was so broken up about his pet that he accidentally uh, had a hand in also murdering, that when I told him that story to make him feel better about it, that kid busts my balls now for it. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, make sure. If there's a bird, like, he'll just find a reason to talk about a bird and then be like, oh, yeah, make sure you don't try and, like, nurse it back to health. I'm like, hey, man, you're 10. Actually, I think he's 11, but still. Bastard. I love that kid. So I'm glad, at least to him, I can bring him joy. Like, he doesn't think about what he did, and now he just likes to bust his uncle's balls for being like, hey, man, you're a bird murderer. Which is funny. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go for Halloween as some kind of a. I don't know, like a Mike Myers, but I'll have feathers all over me, just to make him laugh. Who knows? Anyway, so that was the story. That was the funny end that I was looking for. My nephew thinks it's funny that I was traumatized when I was his age. So on that note, if you want to be not, if you want to take your trauma away, if you want to just chill out and live life like the rest of, I imagine humanity does, uh, go to cullah.com, C-U-L-L-A-H.com. You can hear not only the intro and outro music from this episode and all episodes, but the man's got all kinds of music you can listen to, all kinds of music. It's even on vinyl now. Mine should be here any day. The FedEx guy showed up yesterday, and I was like, yes, and it wasn't that. But I was still excited because we got a package. So, you know, when you're an adult, it's Christmas whenever you want. All you have to do is push the buy now button. Uh, But, yeah, go to color.com, check out what he's got to offer, and uh, tell him hello. Be like, hey, man, I like your stuff. The only reason I listen to DJ's dumb show is because he's got a great intro and outro. Thanks for making it. Uh, Yeah, and if you check the show notes, you can actually see which songs those are and what albums they come from. So there you have it. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Keep dragging.